Our text this morning will be just one verse, Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. We know that this begins the account or the Sermon on the Mount, one of the greatest, if not the greatest sermon that was ever preached. Christ himself preached that message, but he begins by giving us a set of what we refer to as Beatitudes, and they are just that. It's a Beatitude. It's what we hope to be as followers of Christ. Someone likened the Beatitudes to the rungs of a ladder, and with each step we take or each Beatitude that we are able to uh, put on or possess, it's like taking a step higher and higher toward heaven And the thought is that as we do that, we become more and more like Christ. But, of course, with any ladder, you have to start at the bottom rung. And so this is the first beatitude. This is the beginning point, you might say, that Jesus was telling us here. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He's letting us know that if we want to progress or make any forward momentum or movement at all in the gospel, we must begin by being poor in spirit. And that is like the keys to the kingdom that will unlock all of the other blessings that the Lord has for us. We know it's important. Jesus started with it. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? You know, the thought of being poor in anything nowadays seems distasteful to most people. And surprisingly, the Lord used the word blessed and poor in the same sentence. But we know being poor in spirit isn't walking around feeling downtrodden or having your head hung low. You know, for some reason, I thought of that character Eeyore in Winnie the Pooh. The donkey who's always discouraged and depressed. And every time you see a picture of him, it seems like there's this big dark cloud over his head. Well, that's not what it means to be poor in spirit. We don't walk around feeling downtrodden. We don't go around feeling defeated or discouraged. You know, being poor in spirit isn't being fearful or afraid. Like at any moment, we're going to fail the Lord and we're just barely hanging on to our salvation. That's not being poor in spirit. That's being fearful and afraid. Jesus said, cast not aside your confidence. So we know it's not being fearful or afraid. It's not a financial condition. It has nothing to do with our wealth or our poverty. And we know there's no virtue in being poor or in being rich, but that's not what Christ was speaking of here. Word of God warns against both. He said those that would be rich pierce themselves through with many sorrows. And we also have warnings against things that would tend to poverty like slothfulness and laziness, but that's, that's not what Jesus was talking about here when he said to be poor in spirit. He was referring to a spiritual condition or a condition of the heart. It literally means to be humble in spirit. This is not a spiritual gift. We read about different gifts and diversity of gifts in the body of Christ. The Beatitudes aren't spiritual gifts, they're spiritual requirements. These are the things that the Lord would uh, suggest, not suggest, but tells each of us that we must possess so we know it is a spiritual condition. We know being poor in spirit is the thing that allows us to realize that without Christ, 
We are spiritually and morally bankrupt. We have no hope in of ourselves. We're not good enough in ourselves. So we realize without Jesus, we're nothing, absolutely nothing. Being poor in spirit, we recognize we have nothing in ourselves to commend ourselves to the Lord. And it allows us to recognize our sinfulness and our health and our helplessness before the Lord, before we're saved. Being poor in spirit is that thing that allows us to admit that we need the Lord's help. You know, recognizing we need a Savior, recognizing we need help is not the same as, as actually accepting help. Being poor in spirit not only allows us to recognize the need, but to ask for help when we need it. This is difficult. This is not something that comes naturally for people. We're not born with humility. We're born with pride. We're not born inherently good. The Bible says just the opposite. We're all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. So the realization that we're helpless and hopeless is difficult for some, but it's that first step in receiving from the Lord. You know, people that are poor in spirit aren't afraid to ask for help. Jesus gives us the parable in Luke about the two men that went down to pray, the Pharisee and the publican. And it says right before he gave that parable, it says he spake this parable unto certain which had trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. That's just the opposite of being poor in spirit. He was addressing those that were confident in their own self-righteousness, which is just the opposite of poor in spirit. Give the account, of course, he says that the Pharisee stood there praying in the temple loud and proud and certainly everybody could hear it, commended how good he was to the Lord. He did thank God that he wasn't like these other people. But then he went on to list all the wonderful things he had done. But you notice something about his prayer is he never, ever asked God for anything. Didn't think he needed any help. He was self-righteous and good all by himself. But of course, the publican says he couldn't even lift up his eyes, just smote on his breast and called out to the Lord and asked God. He said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. That man went home justified rather than the other. So we see the first step in receiving from the Lord is to be poor in spirit, to admit we need God's help. You know, being poor in spirit isn't something we only do to get saved. Of course, we have to humble ourselves, admit we're sinners and repent, but this is something we should continue to practice every day of our lives as children of God. We want to remain humble before the Lord and recognize we have needs every day that only the Lord can meet. It tells us that a man's pride will bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Also says, wherefore let him think that he standeth, take heed lest he fall. So we recognize not only is this uh, necessary for salvation, but if we want to stay saved, we need to remain humble. We have to have this attitude of being poor in spirit. I like a quote that I read by James Dodson. He says, when I'm tempted to become self-important and authoritative, I'm reminded of what the mother whale said to her baby. When you get to the top and start to blow, that's when you get harpooned. Well, that's a good way of saying, don't become proud. Don't think too highly of yourself. Depend on the Lord. God will help, but we need to make sure we remain in 
Uh, we maintain an attitude of being poor in spirit. You know, we have some wonderful examples in God's Word of those who were poor in spirit. We read the account, King Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, it says, In Gibeon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever wondered, what would I ask? If God came to me in the middle of the night and said, ask whatever you want. It was like God was giving him a blank check. Ask whatever you want. Well, we might ask for all kinds of things, but we see what King Solomon asked for, and it pleased the Lord. We see how he responded to that offer that the Lord made him. Verse 7 of that chapter, it says, And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this thy so great a people? What a response. Talk about being poor in spirit. King Solomon had been given this enormous task, and he realized there was no way he could do this on his own. So rather than ask for a lot of other things, it said he didn't, he didn't ask for wealth or long life or even the life of his enemies. He asked for wisdom. And it says here, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. That's what it means to be poor in spirit. And when we are, it will please the Lord. And listen to how God responded to his request. It says, and because he didn't ask for all these other things, this is what God told him. And I have also given thee that which thou hast not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be any among the kings like unto thee all thy days. The speech, the singing ass, pleased the Lord, and God blessed Solomon abundantly because of his humility and his attitude of being poor in spirit. It's like God gave him the keys to the kingdom. Sadly, we know Solomon later in life, he turned his back on the Lord and disobeyed the commandment of the Lord and did a lot of things and paid dearly for it. But starting out here, we see this attitude of humility and being poor in spirit, and the Lord blessed that. We have, of course, the account in Matthew chapter 15 that Brother Darrell read about this woman whose daughter was grievously vexed with the devil. It says that Jesus had left Israel and he traveled to Tyre and Sidon. That was Gentile territory and the gospel hadn't even been really opened up to the Gentiles at this time. But here this woman heard Jesus was passing by and a total outsider, but she was desperate. She had a desperate need, a desperate situation on her hands, and she knew that the Lord was her only source of help. You know, when we're poor in spirit, it does that. We realize there's no other options. We need the Lord. She knew that Jesus was her only answer. But you see, she was met with all kinds of resistance, it seemed like. First it said the Lord seemed to ignore her. He said he answered her not a word. Then the disciple said, send her away. She's crying after us. She's bothering us. Then Jesus responded by saying, I'm not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. 
And then she turned to the Lord and look how the Lord responded. He said, it's not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it unto the dogs. How would you have responded? Here you come to the Lord with this desperate need. Now, it may not be as bad as it sounds. Some people say that when a Gentile was referred to as a dog, they were talking about an outsider rather than a canine. But nonetheless, she met with some serious resistance. What seemed to be serious resistance certainly didn't receive any encouragement. Of course, we know Jesus had a purpose for doing all of this. He was testing her faith, and he was going to use her as an example. But I love her response. Truth, Lord, yet even the dogs eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's table. It's all true, Lord. What you said is absolutely true. If you want to compare me to a dog, that's fine. She had nothing of herself left in her. She was desperate. And she wasn't going to take no for an answer. She held on in faith. That's what being poor in spirit will do. Can you imagine what would happen if she would have had one ounce of pride in her heart? She probably would have left in disgust. But she, she wasn't even there on her own behalf. She was there on behalf of her daughter. She was pleading with the Lord. And it said she came to the Lord and fell before the Lord and worshipped and said, Oh, God, help me. You can almost hear the desperation in her cry. Talk about being poor in spirit. Nothing left. But we see how Jesus responded. He said, Oh, woman, great is thy faith. He said, Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Great is thy faith. Be it even as unto the world. It was like Jesus was saying, you can ask anything you want. Because of your attitude, because of your humility, it was like Jesus handed her the keys to the kingdom. So we could see how important it is to be poor in spirit. You know, unanswered prayers aren't always due to a lack of faith. Sometimes it's because of an abundance of pride. We know the Lord can do things for us. We know we may even recognize the fact that we need His help, but until we're willing to ask the Lord for help and to humble ourselves, we won't get anywhere. That's why it's so important, that first step. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Of course, Jesus really he was our perfect example of someone who was poor in spirit. Matthew eleven twenty nine, Christ described Himself as meek and lowly in heart. Of course, He wasn't referring in a spiritual sense. Jesus was perfect without sin. But you know, as a physical man and in his humanity, he showed total dependence upon his heavenly Father. John 5.20, Jesus said, Of my own self I can do nothing. Again, in John 6, verse 38, he said, I came to seek not my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So we can see Jesus was completely dependent upon the help of His heavenly Father. Philippians chapter 2 gives us a description of Jesus. It said, He made Himself of no reputation. Certainly, if anyone could have made a reputation of themselves, it could have been Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. He could have come demanding respect, demanding to be recognized. He would have had every right to do that. But He made Himself of no reputation. It says he took on himself the form of a servant, king of kings and lord of lords. He didn't come to be served, but to serve others. 
That's difficult for us. We go to a restaurant. We want to be served. We go to a place of business. We want to be served. The service industry is one of the biggest industries in this country. We like to be served, but Jesus had said He didn't come to be served, but to serve. It says, being found in fashion as a man, He humbled Himself and became obedient even unto the death. It also tells us that the servant isn't greater than their master. So as servants of Jesus Christ, should we expect to be anything other than a servant? Well, Jesus was that perfect example of being poor in spirit. But the Word of God tells us what God did for Christ because of that attitude of humility. It says that God highly exalted him and gave him a name above every name. It wasn't because he was Jesus. It wasn't because he was King of kings and Lord of lords. It wasn't because he had all authority. It was because he humbled himself and became a servant. And for that reason, God gave him a name above every name. So we know the Lord opposes. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He exalts those that will humble themselves and that will be poor in spirit. You know, children are an example of being poor in spirit. Jesus often referred to children. He said, unless you become as little children, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So what Jesus was telling here is that we we must act like children, not in a traditional or physical sense. We're not immature or anything like that. We're not supposed to be anyway. But we're supposed to have the faith of a child. We're supposed to accept things like a child accepts them. Children are teachable. For the most part, till they get about two years of age, they're teachable. But we must be teachable. We must have that attitude of being teachable. And one thing we know for sure, children are free from malice. Malice is a desire to cause pain, injury, or distress to somebody else. Children may be a lot of things. Sometimes they can be cantankerous. Sometimes they can be wonderful. Sometimes they drive their parents nuts. A lot of these things, but children are not malicious. They aren't predisposed or trying to cause pain or suffering or injury. In 1 Corinthians 14.20, it says, Brethren, be not children in understanding, howbeit in malice be children, but in understanding be men. So the Lord was saying, be like a child when it comes to holding grudges and when it comes to being malicious toward others. Be like a child. That shouldn't be a part of any Christian's life. That's part of being poor in spirit. You can watch children as they interact with each other sometimes. You know, big brother or sister might snatch a toy from little brother or might even bonk him over the head with it. There's some crying and maybe a little discipline, but a few minutes later that whole incident is completely forgotten. That's what it means to be free from malice. So we must be like children when it comes to being malicious or how we treat others. Children have incredible faith. We know that. And that's the point, again, Christ was emphasizing. You know, you can tell a child anything and they'll just believe what you say. They just take it by faith. They don't try to figure it out or analyze it. They just believe what you say. They do it with simplicity. And that's the way we must be when we come to Christ. You know, anything we receive from the Lord is received through faith, not our intellect. We'll never figure out how Jesus does certain things. We'll never be able to think our way into salvation. I'll never be able to explain 
how one day when I prayed an honest prayer, the Lord came in and completely transformed my life. He cleaned up the filthy mouth. He took out the lying tongue. He took away all of those desires in a moment of time. I don't know how he did it, but I know he did it. But I had to receive it through faith. I wasn't thinking, oh, how are you going to do this, Lord? I was desperate. I cried out to the Lord and God answered my prayer. Same thing when we're sanctified. I don't know how the Lord can come in a second time and purify a heart. I don't know how he can set a person aside for his service and sanctify him holy, but he does. When we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, first of all, we have to recognize we have a need for God's power in our lives. How he comes in and takes control of our tongue and we praise him in an unknown language. I don't know how that happens, but I know what happens. And I know it's only received through faith. So we must have that faith as a child. We must be poor in spirit. We must recognize our need before we can get anywhere with the Lord. But if we come with that attitude of humility and surrender, the Lord will meet us and answer our prayers. Children have complete love and trust and dependency on their parents. And because of that, it compels the parent to nurture and care for that child to meet its needs. You know, in any family, you can watch it. And it's obvious that the child that's the most helpless, the youngest child, the one that's the most dependent on its parent is the one that receives the greatest care. It's not that parents have favorite children. They certainly shouldn't. But the one that has the greatest need is the one that receives the greatest care. It's the same thing in God's family. Jesus doesn't have favorite children. You may wonder why some people, it seems like they can just fall on their knees and they get a prayer through to the Lord and they have this close relationship with Jesus. Maybe it's because of the dependency they have on the Lord. You know, what we receive from the Lord really depends on how desperately we need Him. But that's what it means to be Poor in spirit. The Lord is looking for those that will be poor in spirit this morning. Do you have a need in your heart, in your life? If you're unsaved, do you have a desperate need? I pray that you recognize that need and come to the Lord in just simple faith and humility. Uh, surrender your life to Jesus and the Lord will help you. If you need to be sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, if you need help in any area of your life, the first thing to do is to admit it and say, Lord, I can't do this without you. But by God's grace, He will help you. And he'll encourage you to do it. You know, one old timer used to say, heaven is in the humble before the humble are in heaven. If we ever want to get into heaven, we must first have to humble ourselves and pray that prayer of repentance and the Lord will forgive us and uh, he'll help us. But again, we're so thankful. This is where it all begins. This is like the key to receiving all of God's blessings. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That promise is to you today. God help you. God help us as we gather to pray. Let's seek the Lord. The song is 489. These altars are open.